There is a world between worlds, where worlds probably shouldn't be. A crack in reality that no trousers can hide. The cosmic pastrami on the sandwich of mathematics and science. It lies between the courage of one's wisdom save and the logic of one's intelligence save. And it is known as the Betweenoverse. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, uh. Oh, oh no, I dozed off again. Why does my blood hurt so much? Asdi, sorry I cocked out. I must have screamed myself to sleep. Rusty, our dubs, Rusty B. Burrow, Dirk, I can't take any more of this. I've never been wrought with so much pain for so long. Without a moment to breathe, I feel broken. Yeah. Yeah, same here. I'm like fried carnival fudge. Oh no! Rusty, I'm sorry. I let the sweets back into my heart. That part is over, Dirk. I think the necrotic extractors ran out of juice. We literally drained them by causing each other a world of hurt all night long. How sweet! Maybe Peter's tired of us. Cast us aside like last week's chowder. I doubt that very much. But for now, Dirk, please just do me a favor and be very quiet. I think I may have a plan to get us out of here. I just need to think about it a little bit more. No fooling? Real P-L-O-N plan? I knew you could do it, Rustard. You've made me the happiest girl in all the basement. But whatever you do, do not let on that I am forming a plan. I'll distract him, and you try to slip your nuts. I know you can do it. You're covered in sweat, feces, and melted sugar, and I'm sure one of those will help. Just keep your mouth shut and wait for the signal. Ah, damn it! Can do! I'm just so excited. We can finally go home and share a nice hot bubble bath. Remember the good times? Dirk, shut up. I still need to think this through a bit more. Uh-oh. Too late, my man. Here comes the man himself. Just remember what I said, Dirk. You got it. Don't use the whole bottle of suds in the bee bath. Where there's no room for water, a cryptic message to be sure, but I'm sure I'll get to the bottom of it. What have I done to deserve this? Oh, right. It is the early hours in the Fallow Crown's abode. There's only one light source still going. Underneath the crack of Gaspar's door, there is one last sputter of light, as if a candle or a bonfire kicking its last embers before dying. A wave of mist pours forth from underneath Gaspar's door. Instead of gliding through the air, it seems to rise and fall as if footsteps. A small tendril of mist separates and begins crawling its way underneath the door of Ayavos Isadora. Am I sleeping? 
Ayavos, you are asleep. Sitting at my desk with my head in a book. Yeah. While you are asleep at your desk, head gently resting on a large tome, there is a small gust of cold air that causes your sleeping body to reflexively shiver and grasp for perhaps a bit more cloth. You feel a cold, well, still warm grip of a hand on yours. Blankets. As you try and open your crusty eyes, uh, the first thing you'll notice is that your tome seems to be vandalized. Red ink splashed and smudged all across the open page. But it becomes very obvious that in its drying state, becoming dark brown, this is blood. What's this? Oh my god. Look around my room in confusion. When you look around your room, as well as get up from your seat, there is in fact still the pressure of a hand up against yours. In somewhat of a state of rigor mortis, there is a severed hand gripping yours, like holding your, holding your hand, interlocked in your fingers. Is it corporeal? It is corporeal. There seems to be a small but very tightly wound piece of string where the wound is. And while there is, you know, a decent amount of blood kind of spreading around your room, doesn't take much to make a mess. It looks like a very clean cut. It, with an exaggerated, gross, I drop it to the ground. As it flops onto the ground, you're able to notice through a bit of the spread out dried blood, a uh, symbol, a head of a snake tattooed on the backhand. Do I recognize this as a member of the battle standard? Uh, this tattoo does, in fact, belong to the battle standard. I'm going to do a kind of muted thaumaturgy just to make kind of a klaxon, an alert for my allies that rings through their rooms. Okay. Can you describe the sound of a muted klaxon for me? Okay. All right. All right. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell. You hear this muted klaxon sound. As you wake, you have a bit of dry mouth. It is uncomfortable. Some would first notice the fibrous nature of it. Some would perhaps notice the musty smell and taste. You are covered in what looks like small strands of hair. And sitting next to you on your bed. Or do you sleep on a hammock? I think how in his old room he had a hammock. I think he probably just has a futon in his room here. <laughs> okay, yeah. Mm. Yeah, he hits me as a futon guy or like yeah. mattress on the floor kind of guy. Yeah, just like a fall asleep on the couch. So he's got like a really nice couch that he uses both as a couch and as a falling asleep surface. As you rise, you knock over something that shouldn't be there because it's not yours. You didn't put it there. 
it looks like a lamp. It's just a cylindrical form of canvas, a black canvas, and a delicate-looking wire frame. It's up to you how much you want to pay attention to it. But otherwise, there's an alarm being rung by Ayavos. You said... You said my mouth was dry and kind of fibrous, like there's hair in my mouth? There is hair in your mouth, correct. That'll be that'll be uh, order of business number one. We'll be getting the hair out of my mouth. Okay. You spit out a good, you know, a good few hay bales. Uh, at least it feels like. <laughs> but the distressing thing is that some of it has become floss. It is in between oh. your teeth. Uh, that that might need a trigger warning for somebody. God. <laughs> Incredibly distressing. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Everybody. Been there, wink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll um <laughs> I'll cast I'll, I'll just cast light on probably the lamp because it's the first object uh, at hand. Okay. When you cast light upon it, you're used to this spell creating, you know, a 30-foot a floodlight. There is nothing. Except you do notice a small uh, beam kind of dancing around your room now. You can see that the canvas is now somewhat rotating or something seems to be moving inside of it. And so there's just a small dot of light moving around your room. Never touching the lamp. I, uh... I set it down and I go find Iavos. This is confusing and there's a a klaxon that's going off, but it's muted. So I'm not really sure what the sense of urgency here is. Like normally klaxon implies danger and panic, but muting it implies like, well, it's okay. So I'm, I'm wondering like, yeah. do I need to worry? Should I be getting armor? Is it what's what's happening? Yeah, it's the also, uh, why is there hair all over my bed? <laughs> the fallow crown silent alarm we don't need the police involved right it's more to it's more for the neighbors and not to wake you up in trauma but ah. to wake you up okay mm-hmm. i feel like this can also reach wusha oh yeah yeah yeah, I, yeah, he, I, yeah we've got uh, a series of tubes that will <laughs> convey the sound waves so yes there's a tin can with a string that leads down the hall yeah that i klaxon into <laughs> So, Wuxia, from a tin can, you can hear the muted klaxon. What are you sleeping on? Wuxia sleeps on a bed, like an actual proper bed, maybe for the first time in his life. Because he heard it's a nice thing to do. Mm -hmm. He does, however, sleep face down in his pillow. And since he leaks a lot, he essentially waterboards himself to sleep every night. Okay. (laughs) So, as you push yourself upwards with your hands, breaching your own drool boarding uh, contraption. <laughs> the title zone, we call it. Um, yeah. The man puddle. Yeah, yeah your man <laughs> puddle. There's a bit of stiffness in your back, your shoulders, and maybe your elbows, kind of just that whole upper part. Uh, and you can hear a bit of clanking. It's more metallic. You're used to like the sounds of barnacles hitting crab shells back there. Oh. Three bells! Three bells means wake up, Wuxia. Mm. 
I'm going to try to push myself up and try to stretch out my, my stiff upper bod. Okay, you notice that your elbow, your right elbow, is unusually stiff, as if something was, like, jamming down into the bone. I'm going to look over toward it. You notice that there is a... There is an incision somewhere close to your elbow, um, and it feels like something has been jammed in there. Oh, who's blowing holes in me all? I'm just going to unceremoniously shove my finger into it. You can feel cold steel. There is a, uh, there is shrapnel in there, but it seems to have like a handle. Like it's very grippable. I'm going to pull it out and look at it. You are able to wrench free uh, what appears to be a key. I'm going to lean in toward our little tin can and pull it taut and say, Uh, Yavos, I got night stabbed. (laughs) Do you have a mirror? Yeah, I would assume so. Okay, then I would say that you would catch a glimpse that there is multiple incisions in your back and several pieces of metal are sticking out of it. Uh, scratch that. I got night butchered. I'm going to need help. Coming over. You're coming over. Okay. Pentecost, while this is not your usual waking time, nothing of surprising note uh, can be said about your rising other than this klaxon. Well, that's strange. What, what could I of us possibly need at this hour? I'm going to go check on him. As you open your door, you will feel a small bit of tension. And uh, you can catch a glimpse of light. Just a little reflection. But nothing is stopping you. Is the light coming, like, from under the doorway? It came from about midway through, like, mid-height of the door. So there was tension, and then there was immediately none. And a little flash of light. Or a little reflection of light. Ah, that is very strange, but... Pen is way too sleepy to deal with this today. I'm just going to go through the door. Okay. As you make your way, you run into Wusha, Hal, and enter Ayavos' door. His room, while not being completely filled with blood, seems to have a good amount of drops here and there. And it seems as if Ayavos was, you know, moving a bit in his sleep and smudged a bit more of the blood around his work desk. Pointing at a dismembered hand on the floor. I woke up with blood on my book and a hand in my hand. (laughs) Yeah, Hal probably steps forward like he needs to heal Iavos, assuming initially that the hand is his and then realizes, one, that it's the wrong color, I assume, and two, that Iavos has both of his hands and then Hal just becomes more confused. Busha is going to just pick up the hand and be like, maybe they thought they needed you needed a hand in your research. Yeah, I think it's one of the battle standards. I'd say pointing to the snake tattoo. Aren't we supposed to hate those guys? I mean, professionally, I suppose, but... It's complicated. Someone was in my room while I was sleeping, with blood and a hand. Are you all okay? I'm going to toss the hand over to Pen. I got nightstabbed. All cross me back. Look, can't reach most of it. As the hand flies at Pen, she steps out of the way and just lets it fall. <laughs> so something strange happened to both of you. Um, everything 
seems to be in order in, in my room. I woke up covered in hair, and there's a weird, like, canvas lamp in my room that makes uh, a little torch on the wall and has little movie bits inside of it. Where's Gaspar? He's usually awake at this hour. I was about to ask if he were okay. As you are taking inventory of yourselves, and as Pentecost just allowed the hand to plop onto the floor, you now notice a small black folded piece of paper next to Ayavos' door, as if it was slipped underneath. And as you think of Gaspar, you look over and his door, very unusually, is slightly ajar. There's a lot going on right now. I need to think. I need to calm down. First things first, collect the note. Second thing, medically examine Wushaw to make sure he's okay. Third, check on Gaspar. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. I say as I walk over and pick up the note. The note says, in Gaspar's handwriting, I am going to kill again. I cannot stop myself. And so... I hope that you can stop me. As I read it, I just read it out loud for everyone to hear. Isn't killing part of the job? Why, why do we want to stop him? Not this kind of killing. Uh, at least not part of the League. Right. Ooh. I assume he means another hit from his patron, uh, like in Kinuent. Or something else of a similar nature. But... The fact that he's asking us to stop him is the most concerning. Something must be very wrong. Hmm. But could these be clues from Gaspar? Something outside of his waking mind to leave us hints as to what to do? Uh, Or tell us that the person he's killing is, I don't know, on the battle standard? And Wuxiao seems to have found a key. Oh, he did. Uh, Who knows what else is back there? I'm full of surprises. You say that. A few more keys jingle free from your flabs. Oh, no. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. I'll investigate Wuxia. Pen and Hal, why don't you check on Gaspar's room and look for clues? You got the Tayavos. And I give you a gentle touch on the shoulder that is followed by guidance. Tayavos, as you clear a bit of room to help investigate Wuxia, you do notice there is one more parchment in this room that does not belong to you. My writing senses are tingling. Can you make me an arcana check? <laughs> oh, you know it. My eighth level arcana bonus is bananas. <laughs> How's a 29? Oh. Goddamn. Why didn't you get to 30? Because <laughs> I'm honest, I don't know. <laughs> okay. This is a magical scroll. You are able to find out exactly what spell was on this, despite it already being expended. Mm. This is a scroll of regeneration. Regeneration? Okay. So, took the hand and then replaced it. Perhaps. The whole time I have, like, Wuxia just standing there, like, <laughs> dripping water and waiting <laughs> to check on him, but I'm like, ooh, what's this? She got your voice. A spent scroll. A very powerful clerical scroll, if I'm not mistaken. What'd they spend it on? Uh, a spell that rejuvenates a lost limb, I say, looking at your 
peg leg. <laughs> oh, well, that sounds mighty convenient. Maybe that's a, a extra hand that you got. Can it can it grow a hand on something? The spell scroll is spent. I just found the remnant magic on it to identify what it was. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Now hold still, and I'm gonna start digging around in his back crevasses. Oh, oh, me tenders. <clears throat> Can I get a? I want to say either a wisdom medicine check or a dexterity sleight of hand from my avos. <laughs> wisdom medicine, baby. And uh, I'll even use my uh, Alexa brand healing kit and give myself advantage. <gasps> from uh, not advantage, but uh, 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 guidance. <laughs> That's a nineteen on the dice. <laughs> <laughs> that's my medicine bonus. It's not as high as my Arcana, but it's, uh, uh, yeah, that's a plus eight, so 27. Okay. Well, given enough time, you're confident that you have taken about 13 keys out of Wuxia, and you are confident that none of them, like, entered his body and is now currently sloshing around somewhere hidden. Wow. You have a lot of keys in you, Wuxia. I'm one big lock. Did you eat a janitor recently? Not recently. <laughs> a very good answer for me um, just a janitor fish <laughs> I'm going to take a spool of armature wire out of my drawer and make a temporary ring for all of these keys alright back on to the other party as you head towards Gaspar's room once again it is unusually left open when you open the door you can see that in the center of the room is a large wooden bowl uh, that seems to have a concoction within it. There is a uh, magical ring next to Gaspar's bed, like a like a runic circle or like a like a jewelry ring that's enchanted. Yes, a runic circle, a large ring of what appears to be wheat, blood, and honey, about the size of a hula hoop. But otherwise, Gaspar's room seems to be, you know, neat, tidy. His uh, alchemical lab is not out at the moment. Pin, I, I think this is a, an Iavos investigation question. Not a hell investigation question. What about you? Uh, that seems that seems very prudent. Iavos, there's a runic circle in here. Um, it's magic... Is magic shit. Coming. I've just been busy fishing a lot of keys out of Wuxia's torso. I say walking in and handing a heavy ring of keys to Halifon. <laughs> yep, this is a lot of keys. Uh, oh, looking at the scene. Aha. You know, I frequently sense magic coming from Gaspar's room. It seems he's a bit of a ritualist himself. Identifying it. Looking down. Hmm. Tasting the incense, the stuff in the bowl. Mm -hmm. This screams either summoning or contacting to me. But I can't be certain. I would say that, yeah, in your collaboration with Gaspar, you do know that it is somewhat of a form of both of those magics. For to divine and communicate with the being he is in servitude to. Right. This isn't so much a ring to pull something through, or a channel to speak to someone with. This is like a, a flare that you would light to pull someone's attention to yourself. 
bring them to you. So otherwise, with your insight, it, it confirms some of your concerns about him having to kill for his patron once more. Well, evidence concludes that uh, it's most likely he is in fact doing work for his patron, and not a new, unknown benefactor. This looks like it was very recent, but what do the clues indicate? I found a scroll of regeneration in my room, uh, spent, which makes me think of the severed hand. Wuxia has keys in his body, and Hal, you said you woke up with a lamp? Uh, yeah, something like that. And there's hair in your teeth. Yeah. Did I? Yeah. Uh, there's more around my room. Um, I kind of brushed that off to see what the fuss was about, but it does feel like that might warrant investigating. I think I got it. I've unraveled the whole thing. We need to hand someone a hairy safe to give them a bright idea. What about the keys? That's the lock bit, the safe. Right? And then they'll know where the murder is? My idea needs shaping. Hal, can you make me an intelligence history check, please? That depends on the DC of the check, but odds are no. Can you attempt one for me? That I can do, (laughs) certainly. Five. Okay. My office's head swimming looks to the clues that they've collected, looks to Wuxia having just explained his take, and then looks to Hal, and then back to Wuxia. This is going to be very difficult. (laughs) Hal goes into his room and turns the lights on. Like the actual lights. Bring bring that lamp in here. I want to investigate Hal's hairy lamp. Yeah. (laughs) The light spell is still enchanted onto it, but the canvas does not illuminate. It does appear that... um, there is some movement within the cylinder. Mm. But even with the rest of the lights on, you can still see one bead of light uh, dancing around the room. Is the source like a, a peephole or something in the lamp? Or is it coming from like a gem? Or There is no like refraction coming from the cylinder. But judging by how it is moving... And where it does move, you can guess it is coming from within the, the canvas, within the cylinder. That being like the lampshade? Yeah. Does the light move if the object isn't moving, or does it stay in one point until you start moving it around again? It moves around by itself, but if you move oh. the lamp, it seems to move faster or give you a bit of direction towards where the light is. Okay. Is there any indication as to what these keys might be for? Like a door key looks much different than like a chest key. Oh, yeah. You can now make me an intelligence history check. God, yes. Thank you, dice. (laughs) I've rolled nothing but 17, 18, 19. So that's plus 11. That's a 28. Uh, You know exactly this pattern of the handle. It belongs to the beheaded aardvark. Okay. So these are super-duper clues. I have us thinking to himself, looking down at the objects. All right. Uh, those look like the keys. If I had to guess, to the Aardvark, much like the one that we had when we visited on Gaspar's tab. And 
This hand looks like it belongs to a member of the battle standard, probably not Ophidian. Perhaps Dr. Caustic. Hard to tell. And this lamp, the way the light is moving, is most curious. I want to see if we can get inside, but I'm worried about breaking it. But it seems our next place to investigate, if these are indeed clues from Gaspar, is the headless aardvark. A uh, problem? Didn't Rain tell us never to go back there? Uh, I think she meant as patrons. Oh, okay. Uh, on our way. Is all the hair the same color? Does it look like it's from the same source? No, it appears to be from the whole furry rainbow. I have no answers for where all this hair is from. Should I break the lamp open? Oi. I'm not sure. As you say that, I think Gaspar would say yes. That is true. We should think like Gaspar. The reason I ask is because this little mote of light, the way it flits about, kind of reminds me of what happens when Gaspar enchants a new head. Have you seen that? I, I believe I've been there for it. I, I at least heard him talking about it. I think you should crack it open. I'll hand it to Wusha. It's a little like a uh, like a little paper lantern. Yeah, except it's like made out of black canvas. Oh, okay. Wusha's gonna rip it in half. Okay. When you rip into the canvas, light begins to pour out of it. What you would expect to be produced from the light spell. Looking at the center of this wire frame. There is a small prism. The tip of it seems to be emitting or directing some of the light. Uh, But now that the canvas has been ripped, it is like a hooded lantern, just uh, pouring out light. I'm going to look real close inside and sort of reach my finger in there and see if I can feel anything fun. The prism seems to be suspended by magic. Sweet. I'm going to do... The number one thing I think Gaspar would ask Wusha to do in this very moment. And I'm going to lick the prism. (laughs) Okay. There's a slight little tingle of electricity from the arcana that has enchanted this thing. But otherwise, nothing notable about its taste. Wusha is going to turn back to Iavos and hand him the corpse of the lantern. Does it appear like the light continues to attempt to point in the same direction? Nope, it seems to be in a random pattern. Okay. Ooh, wait a minute. Because you said that, can I get a wisdom survival from Panikos? Ooh. Ooh. Absolutely you can. 18. Okay. Now, as long as I'm understanding a bit of your character correctly, when you watch how the light moves and... In fact, you've been feeling it a little bit while people have been investigating this magical item. Uh, there's something about the, your predatory instincts that are being tickled by the movement. Uh, it seems to move in a teasing manner or what would be an escape pattern for a fox to an eagle, right? Hmm. So it's not necessarily completely random. Because it never really backtracks, but it does kind of wind left and right, snaking. Interesting. Um, I will relay that to my party members. Hmm. 
So there's a brain behind the light, a primitive mind, perhaps. What do you think it means? Hal looks between himself and Wuxia and back to Iavos as though Iavos is implying that the primitive mind is one of theirs. (laughs) I would never be so direct and honest. (laughs) Well, perhaps we'll figure out what it means as we press on, but considering Gaspar is a professional and someone's life is on the line, I think time is of the essence. If everyone's fine staying awake and possibly changing out of their PJs, uh, we should head to the Headless Aardvark with some haste. I'm ready when you are. I think I look just fine right now. Me too. I'm ready to go. With everybody all suited up, you make your way to the Headless Aardvark. Jet Brody is there and directs his attention to you, Wuxia. We've had a room under your name for quite a while. Nice of you to finally show up. Oh, uh, how much do I owe? You, you prepaid. You're all good. I, I did? Yeah, it's good for another two months. Let me see. Um, do I have a key? <gasps> turn to Iavos. Can I see those keys? Well, I think we should turn them back over to the owner of the establishment. All right. I think that's a great idea. Uh, do you recognize any of these keys? What were uh, uh, spending time in my back? Uh, you feel a vacuum suck in the uh, the keys into the whirlwind that is Jeb Brody. <laughs> they are one by one undone from the ring. And then finally, one spits back out, smacks you on the chest. Oh, that one is your key. I won't ask how you got the rest of them. Couldn't answer if we wanted to. And uh, with Ayavos tucked away in his satchel, he'll have the prism wrapped up in a cloth and the hand. Your room awaits, Wuja. Oi, I'm gonna peel the key off my chest. Does it have a number on it? It has a uh, symbol on the handle of the key. This appears to be that of a chimeric creature with an equine top half and a piscine bottom half. Oh, you must to find the fish horse. <laughs> Holding the key out in front of me like a, like a child and a prized treasure i'm going to start start trotting around the the section of the headless aardvark that has the rooms and uh trying to find this little symbol yeah it is easy enough for you to do so as you open the door you hear the clattering of a few coins being tipped over previously stacked neatly up against the door on the walls you can see portraits Maps, pinned with red thread, and more importantly, a rogues gallery, the exhibit of which is the inner workings of Gaspar's mind and his next assassination. I must admit, I'm a bit impressed, gentlemen. It takes a strong will to outlast the Extractor's Arcane Battery. Piece of cake. What's next? Devil's food? Key lime pie? Give me your worst. Oh, I'm afraid what's coming next. We'll make that little warm-up feel like a brisk jog. Oh, God, exercise? Just kill me now. Shut up. One night of suffering isn't enough. 
You will be taught a lesson for your life of lies and luxury. Oh, cry me a river. Excuse me? That's how you tip the scales? Torture a couple of face men whose salary is a drop in the media empire bucket for a program that owns an entire satellite? You're too scared to even help yourself. If you want to hurt me, then hurt me. Stop playing these games and put your fists where your money is. What am I going to do, Dodge? I'm trussed up like a pork loin. Nothing I hate more than a big baby with too much time on his hands and just enough money to buy torture weapons but not enough to do anything but hate our collective guts. You make me sick. What, are you trying to throw me off? Make me lose my head? Kill you so you won't suffer a night of agony? In the words of Dirk Bradley, eat my ass like a cold lasagna. Not before I put the fear of the gods into you. Tell me, little dwarf. How long has it been since you shaved? Don't you dare touch his dark, dusty danglers. We've got an escape plan, you jerk-ass. You walked into it like a well-cleaned window. <laughs> Come on, almost that pal. Hey, stop that. What the hells are you doing? Stop moving like that. You look so stupid. And what is that smell? I think I'm going to be sick. Are you leaking? Get off of me, you filthy dwarf. That was the distraction. I knew Dirk couldn't keep his yap shut and would cause a scene. Just long enough for me to get enough swing to get my legs on you. Brilliant. I really fell for it. Now tell me, tough guy. You gonna let us go or am I gonna pop your masked head like a grape? I never skip leg day. I said get off of me. <laughs> what the hell's... How is he so strong? Wait. That's it. Holy ham water. He flicked you off like a stabby suck bug. I didn't think there was a man alive who could overpower your thunder thighs. That is no man. <laughs> We're about to witness a plainer phenomenon. A keyhole between worlds that only marketing can penetrate. Join me as we glimpse into the adverse. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. 
And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The Shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Hey there, I'm Dana Ebert, TTRPG author and game designer, and most recently, the co-founder and creative director of TPK Brewing Co., We're a majority queer, women-of-color-owned craft brewery coming to Portland, Oregon in 2023. What you'll find when you visit is an ale for every tale, and a staff of full-time professional game masters, ready to guide you on adventures in our original post-cataclysmic setting of Valruvina. You can learn more at tpkbrewing.com and support our crowdfunder campaign to help launch a standalone prequel adventure titled The Blooms That Feed on Fire. It's only here for Questember, so make sure to check it out before the end of the month. Here's a sneak peek. Oh, they were always afraid of me, you know. Even before they called me Ashbringer. They sent armies to try and stop me. And then they sent assassins. And now they've sent you. Heroes. <laughs> Which of your ideals are you willing to die for? Because if the fire of your convictions burns weakly... Then the fires of mine will consume you like everything else. Now ready yourselves. This is for the fate of Valruvina. Hey, all you cuties. I'm not feeling great, so I'm going to keep this one a little bit short. Womp womp. I know it's scary to hear one of us may be getting sick again considering how hard it's been for us to keep normal access quests coming, but we still haven't missed a Monday and we really hope that you appreciate that and that it helps you stay interested in the show. And thankfully, we have more new episodes in the bank and we're very excited for you to hear them. The Patreon is awesome and the rewards there are like a candy shop for D&D players. The highest tiers let you make characters for the show's meta or get mentioned during the mid-roll with your legendary team. Those teams are the Titans Rise, the Twilight Concord, and this week's featured team, the Ceaseless Horde, with Dave Mladenoff, Daniel Pickens-Jones, Patch Perryman, and Jeff Ammons. 
You can also help by leaving a review or giving us a shout-out on social media where we love to interact and share fan art. To get a personal message read on the show or for possible advertising opportunities, reach out to admin at slapdashstudios.com. Follow us at twitch.tv forward slash slapdash streams for all kinds of fun streaming throughout the week. Me and Zach are working really hard to get back on our Pokemon grind, and we hope you're excited about that. Our temporary mailing address while waiting for a new P.O. Box is 2511 Southeast Pine Street, Portland, Oregon, 97214, if there's anything you're dying to send us. But that's enough out of me, let's get you back to the Betweenovers. You know, I'm a little thirsty. I could go for something cold and fizzy. Oh, well. You have spoken the ancient words. I what? You will be quenched. No, thank you. This pact is sealed. Oh no! My soul! Ah! My sense of self! Oh! My concept of truth! They're all getting squished and yanked like a raw Paschetti noodle! Mmm, grape. That's sort of decent. Quench your thirst and curiosity and experience the magic of Archfago. Consume the consequences. With so much here and so little time, for you know that while Gaspar is thorough, he is also quick. Looking over the clues, the biggest real estate on the walls is being used up by a large map of Kinuan. You can see that coming from six large portraits, there is a string that goes along the maps in what looks like walking routes. There is one for the King of Cups, the Page of Wands, Queen of Blades, the Knight of Stars, Bogelnose, and mm. Gilder. This is a weird way to make a sweater. <laughs> is Gaspar trying to kill the court? Or is he just marking their presence? I suppose it would explain why he murdered someone in, in Kinuans the last time, but there's no way. Can Gaspar kill the court? I highly doubt it. Do you mean legally or actually? Does he have the capabilities? I mean, Gaspar has done nothing but surprise me at every turn. Maybe he's more dangerous than we knew. Maybe one of them, but I don't think there's any way he could take them all on. But one at a time, where they're all spread apart like this? Well, once 
once he kills one, the rest will, will know. And yet they couldn't see through his murder last time. Yes. I hope it's not Gilder. Your eyes naturally trail towards the portrait of Gilder when you think of possible harm coming to him. You will notice that underneath the portrait is a bundle of long, luscious cat hair tied up with a bit of ragged cloth. If I grab a piece and shove it in Hal's mouth and say, does that taste the same? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It tastes similar, but I don't think he's a feline sommelier. Mm-hmm. A catasaur. Uh, what if I what if I floss with it? Does it does it have the same texture? Ooh, that I'll give you. <laughs> What's the feline mouthfeel going on here? The mouth feline, if you will. No fur that you have flossed with is as luxurious as this. So this is a new fur. Yes, it's not the same. That is correct. It's different. I, I will say though that I might take this up actually i don't think my gums would bleed after doing this <laughs> it's very soft uh, since you've taken or you just took a bit of hair from the bundle you didn't take the bundle yeah i just plucked out a little bit yeah yeah when you plucked out a bit of hair from the bundle the portrait does kind of like flutter with a bit of the motion that you've done to it oh is it removable like a yeah dangling sheet move it aside as you do so, there is a few notes Gaspar has left on the back of this portrait. And with a big old underline, it says, The Grimalkin are the easiest way in. I think we need to move very quickly to Kinuit now. Agreed. What's the fastest way there? A taxi? After you. That seems right. We'll pay extra to have them go fast. Gaspar would want it that way. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You pay extra for the tabaxi taxi going real fasty. Mm. (laughs) And find yourselves in Kinuit. You've worked for the security here. You kind of know your way around. That's true. What would you like to do? We got to find the Grimalkins, baby. Try opening a can of tuna. They'll come running. (laughs) Well, they have like a, a back warehouse they all hang out in, I think. Mm-hmm. So like a guard post. That said, the bringing a can of tuna is a good idea. <laughs> yeah, so you head over to the back warehouse. Yeah, let's head over to the kitty house. The cat house, yeah. All right. The cafe. The cafe. The cat, the cat cafe. God damn it. Oh, they are. They're cafe. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just come around the side of the building. You can see a few of them posted up on uh, overturned crates, smoking and drinking coffee. Beer kitty. My kind of cat. Cafe. Uh, uh, hello there, Grimalkin. Oh, well, look who decided to show up. What are these guys doing here? <laughs> if you want to reprise your roles. Yeah, yeah. Is my break being interrupted again? Maybe the legends about our espresso are starting to hit the streets. Well, if my sense of smell doesn't betray me, why do these bozos smell like the boss? Uh, maybe I've been trying to cuddle with him. I have had no luck so far. Look, we've already dealt with one of your kind. 
That's who we're looking for. Okay. You, uh, you know where they went? Can, can you point us there, kitty? You think you can just tell me what to do? <laughs> it sure sounds like it. Just walking in here, coming into our cafe, telling us what to do. Um, uh, uh yes? Me? I almost help? This guy says yes when he's asked if he's telling us what to do. Does he not know who we are? That's kind of the vibe I'm getting. Hal opens a can of tuna. Mm, he smells like lunch. Well, I mean, as long as nobody's telling us to eat the tuna, I guess it's okay. I mean, if it's just tuna being left out. Yeah, I mean, we wouldn't want to waste it or nothing. What if they tries to stop us? We got to slap them with our knife paws. Are you telling me to slap them or merely suggesting that I slap them? Just floating it. It's out there. It sounded more like an invitation to me. I wanted to make certain. These creatures are very strange. Pen, do you know anything about them? Uh, I know that the, the most adorable thing I've seen in Zenith. <laughs> Pentecost just takes a seat and tries not to fidget and tries not to act like she really wants to pet one of these kitties. Uh, dear Grimalkin, uh, would you be interested in helping us find our friend? Well, look, the last time he was here... He helped us defeat our greatest enemy. And what was that? A big dog? The indestructible light. Oh, I see. Yeah, we tried to catch that thing for weeks. We couldn't do it. Indestructible is just sort of a state of mind. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't suspicious or nothing that our greatest enemy came very shortly before our greatest hero. I'm going to try to subtly... Mage hand the prism <laughs> off to the side of the building so that it goes out into the courtyard and there's the dancing light floating around there. <laughs> Gasp, what's that? Now it is shining light, but it is now like unfocused. Mm. So it is just like a hooded lantern going about. Oh, uh, hmm. I need, a dis I need a distraction. Whoosh, I'll distract the cats. I'm going to run toward the cats and try to pet them. <clears throat> you think you could just touch our fur like that? What are you doing? You can't just, you don't just go doing that. Say goodbye to your ham hocks. Nice kitties. A uh, knife slap. <laughs> Ow. Go oh, my keyhole. <laughs> Can I get a dexterity saving throw from Whoosh, please? As you can. Uh, holy shit, that's a 21. Oh, god damn. All right, you'll be taking six points of slashing damage. <laughs> oh. uh, depends on how long the uh, distraction needs to last, but I would say it's every turn you're taking six damage. Sweet. I only need a little while, while Wusha's getting grimalkined. It's all right, you've got like, you've got like 11 turns, so you're good. Gotcha, okay. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to put the two pieces back together and cast Mending. All right. For the for the ripped and half lantern. Okay, okay. I mean, that is a lot of moments. Oh! I mean, if uh, Wusha's willing to yeah. take it. <laughs> yeah. But you are able to mend it back together? And then I just launch it out into the courtyard so it will be flickering and dancing about just to the outside of their cat fay. All right. 
you can watch one Grimalkin kind of rise up. Was it Hankles? What's the, what's the thing that stands up? The Hackles. Hackles. Hank, yeah. I Hankles. very much like Hankles. That's the, that's the sixth Grimalkin. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, I was assuming that was one of the Grimalkin's names. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm Hankle. Yeah. <laughs> Hankles, the Grimalkin, stands up with Hackles up as well. <laughs> and as soon as others follow their line of sight, you just hear from the back, Grimalkins, do Uh, and it soon becomes chaos in the courtyard. So, quick quick point of order here, real quick. I have a, it takes a minute to cast Mending, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yep. I guess so. Sick. Wuxia has eight hit points left. <laughs> Perfect. I wouldn't want it any other way. <laughs> you got Grim Maul, kid. Mauled? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kid. And let that be a lesson to you. <gasps> Your torture is abruptly ended as they launch off of you and towards the courtyard. Oh, sure won't forget that anytime soon. I'm torn up like fancy feast here. <laughs> the moment they're gone, though, I want to usher the group to make a dash for beyond their gatehouse. When you make your way towards the door, you hear the formation. The try to sneak in while we're fighting! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I think we'd better run. Agreed. We can put aside our anger for the moment. We have to do our duty. Uh, and the wave of Grimalkins comes chasing after you. Oh god. Can I try to cast something to cover our escape? Yes. Can I hit the ground with my hands and my kick axe? And cast spike growth behind us to create a wave of extremely difficult terrain and also some little spiky pricks to get these little spiky pricks back. <laughs> yeah, you definitely can. <laughs> I'm shocked you didn't go with water. Uh, you know, coral is really sharp and it's all over the place in water. And I need to I need to get a little bit of like like pierce back toward them. My sure, skin yeah. demands revenge. Uh, you can see that as the spike growth is erupting, immediately these Grimalkin leap over to a wall, a post, and they start scurrying up. And it appears that in this back warehouse, they have a lot of other avenues to get to you. Shit, run! <laughs> is there a door we're trying to get through? There are several doors, but you can see... That there is a designated, like, grooming corner, and there's a door next to it. Does not look like it's been opened, you know, today, uh, but it is covered in cat hair. (laughs) Does this, I mean, we're trying to think like Gaspar right now, where we're looking for the path he probably took. Yeah, otherwise there is a long hallway that seems to have a multitude of other small storerooms. Uh, there is a, like, ventilation system uh, up near the ceiling that is largely sized. Hmm. I'm not going to lie. Gaspar is good at this. We're bad at this. <laughs> I, I like the similarities between grooming door and how we saw uh, Hal earlier. 
it did seem like the first thing that caught our eye. Yeah. Yeah. We do not want to get grimalkened. We got to get out of here. Let's uh, groom it up. Uh, so you wade through the sea of hair and <sighs> escape through that doorway. <laughs> this door apparently leads to a space between walls. Hmm. You can see the frames of them to the left and to the right. It almost seems like a cave system. Just how the pathways are growing wider and narrower at different distances. It seems to branch off into the distance. Or you could just climb straight up and see what else lies for you there. Yavos, can I see the hand? I hand it right over. (sighs) I I bit Gispar climbed. I bet you're right. This might help, though. You know what a dowsing rod is? I do. I'm going to extend out the pointer finger and the pinky finger and try to close the rest of them up and hold the hand out forward and try to douse for crime. <laughs> Lead us, hand! Show us where to go! The hand does nothing. <laughs> I didn't expect it to. If the opportunity to climb arises, that definitely seems like the path Kaspar would take. Are the Grimalkins still coming, or will we be able to lock them? Um, you can hear the the scratching and uh, slamming up against the door. You have closed it. Uh, Woosh, can you kiss uh, that that spike growth with the coral again? You got it. That's where you're uh, pointing, yeah. Yeah, at the door. Sweet. I'll slap the ground behind us and make the floor ripple into more of the like thorny coral. I thought you were going to cast it at the wall so we could climb up it. I thought that. Two for a moment. <laughs> Angelo. Yes. Now that Woosh has given me a, um, a creature that I can target with this spell, oh. can I cast protection from evil and good and designate Fae on the coral? <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, there are plant creatures. Uh, I will allow this combo spell. <laughs> this barricade from good and evil. That's very clever. Well, I can't. I couldn't cast it on the door because the door isn't a creature, but coral is a creature. Yeah. So. We'll spend our Halloween ghoulie points on it. They're like glory yeah. points, but we have to go woo when we spend them. The scratching and slamming stops, and all you can hear is a muffled cacophony of hisses from the other side. <laughs> this coral's hey. telling us who to attack. <laughs> That ought to buy us a little bit of time. We should get climbing. Agreed. Is it a pretty sheer wall? Like fairly difficult for your average schmuck to climb? Uh, no, you can see have like you have like a, all the framework. There's arches of stone in some places. There's lumber going in like gotcha. a crisscross pattern. I'm still going to use Misty Step to help me get up there. Yeah, I was going to say maybe Penny can help Iavos and Hal can help Woosh. That sounds like a good plan. Wushaw's built for climbing the rigging. He should be okay. That's Wushaw true. is very good at climbing the rigging. I'll just take care of myself so no one gets weighed down. Hey, Wusha. Hi. I bet I can get to the top with Iavos before you do. <laughs> Wusha leaving trails of blood everywhere he's going. <laughs> You're on, Ben! So I assume we're going to have like a climbing tug of war over Iavos. <laughs> I yep. okay. Hold the phone. <laughs> uh, not because of the tug of war. I was just dropping 
intentionally 3d8 to heal Wuxia with a third level cure wounds. Oh, and I rolled 886. So Holy shit. You like that. How much am I getting back total? 26 hit points. Thank fucking Christ. And also you. How's going to how's going to drop down into a crouch and and form his hands into like a little step to give Woosh like a like a vault up. Hell yeah. And then as soon as you step on me, I'm going to use healing hands to heal you for another eight. (laughs) (laughs) So it's both both a who can carry a Yavos and who can heal Wusha the most competition. (laughs) Yeah, you you need not carry a Yavos. He can poof himself up the wall. I think both Penn and Wusha are going to be very surprised when he does that. Now it's also a catch Ayavos competition. <laughs> right. You want us to throw some of those uh, climbing balls? Uh, yeah, yeah. Right I, up? I thought you did. Fuck I thought yeah. I heard some dice. No. Oh, that was, that was the eights. Uh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and spell. make me either, you know, strength, athletics, dexterity, acrobatics. All right, Penn, you're on. I'm just poofing. And yeah, you don't need to make a skill check for a misty step. <laughs> What the frick? What'd you get? So my, my athletics score bumps that two to a five. Oh, mm. rough. Wushaw gets an 18 total. I was going to say my six is a 12 with my athletics score. So while you're all able to climb safely up in between the walls, I obviously is not a willing participant in this and just <laughs> begins to poof away. However... The rules do state who could carry Ayavos the highest. And since Wusha started, <laughs> picked up Ayavos, and then Ayavos poofed away, technically Wusha is the one who moved Ayavos <laughs> the highest the most. Right? Hmm, hmm. That's fair. I, I like to imagine that Penn just like immediately grabbed onto Ayavos and then he disappeared and she just fucking fell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the policy where if you don't finish a race, whoever made it the furthest wins. <laughs> <laughs> whoever took at least one step. So you get higher and higher and it starts branching into like the living wood of the tree that makes up Kinuent and no longer just the attached warehouse. You can kind of sneak around and in fact, you will see a few little signs that Gaspar has left for you. Mm. There seems to be just... Uh, a little crown symbol here and there. And you are at least reassured that you are going somewhere Gaspar has been before. Does this have anything to do with his crime? Who knows? But you make your way higher and higher, and it appears as if the construction of this establishment gets a little bit more thorough, and it appears this is the highest you can go. There seems to be a little exit, a secret door, cut into uh, the tree. Looks promising to me. As you make your way into the hallway, this is a recognizable floor. It is one where minor celebrities are given their penthouses. It's not the highest room or the fanciest one, but this is an important and secured room or secured wing. Right, like B-list actor. Yeah, or, you know non-legendary or paragon LUQ athletes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is where, like, Martin Short stays, not Jenny, Johnny Depp. Yeah. <laughs> How do we know which room is the one that Gaspar went to? I don't know. I ain't never seen a place like this before. Can I 
I, I don't think it'll work, but can I attempt Divine Sense and see if I can locate Gaspar since he's undead? Yep. Mm. Strictly speaking, if he's behind total cover, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. You do not divinely sense any undead within 60 feet of you. However, coming down a long hallway, uh, you can see Dr. Caustic strutting like he owns the place. I imagine the fallow crown enters a dramatic poster-style battle stance. Mm. <laughs> I thought you were going to say a dramatic poster-style, like, position ourselves against the walls as though we were some sort of sculpture. <laughs> Just try and make ourselves look like scenery so he doesn't notice us. Dr. Caustic. He notices you from a little bit of a distance. He kind of looks around to see if anybody's there. Uh, anybody else in the hallway? Just goes, oh, hey, what's up, guys? Where'd you put our friend? Hey, we're on vacation. Let's let's not worry about that right now. Oh, um, sorry. Let me shift tones. Uh, where'd you put our friend? Uh, we haven't done anything to, well, which friend of yours? Good. I'm gonna look around at the rest of the fallow crown that's here and look back at him. Gasper, the one that's missing! Oh, well... If, if your friend's missing, we haven't heard any uh, news about that. Uh, look, I assure you, we're on vacation. Nothing, nothing. There's no plots being made. We're, we're just trying to relax, so uh, keep us out of your trouble. Isn't it weird to go on vacation to the same place you got your asses kicked? Look, it was a fun time before we got our asses kicked. And uh, there's no bad blood. That was a sanctioned quest. It was just our jobs. Of course. Uh, I'm kind of investigating and looking down at his hand, like the one that he has on his body. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing seems to be wrong with it. The tattoo matches exactly. Then how do you explain this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? I told you to keep me out of this. What are you looking around body parts for? This was left in my bedroom. Oi, someone did a mean hand job. You, you're, you're all sick. Wow. Okay, um... He takes a look at it and goes, that does seem familiar. Know it like the back of my hand. That's my hand. Mm, there it is. What? Uh, okay, so what does that even mean? What are, you, what are you trying to tell me here? Do you remember having your hand cut off recently? No, not at all. I think I, I, I would remember that. Being drugged? Okay, Heavily sedated? Uh, well, I've been on vacation, so there's been a few nights where I've been a bit sedated. Where were you last at a place where you were unconscious? Uh, well, there was my hotel room, and uh, there was the, uh, the, the rager we threw in Ophidian's room. Uh, yeah. Lead us towards your rooms, Pass please. I'm not going to get you involved. This is just separate business. Would you go ahead and give me a charisma persuasion check? Okay, sure. Oh, there's a kitty on my folder. <laughs> Move pickles. I need my character sheet. It's a little kitty dummy. on the folder, you. and I want to touch it. I will tell you, charisma's not my good stuff. Um, Won't take much. Okay. Persuasione. I rolled a 12. Therefore, my total is 12. Okay. All right. Sooner I can get back to vacation. Uh, and so he heads on over takes you to his room and you can see that he kind of waves his hand over 
a small section of the door and it opens up. Right? So it, it seems to be a bit of a mess from last night. Has not been cleaned yet. But the little notification on the door uh, is still there that it needs to be cleaned. Hmm. Any signs that look like Gaspar might have left us a clue? You can definitely make me a wisdom perception or intelligence investigation. I'll try to help out with that. I'll just guidance you then. All right. You're probably better at... Ah! I'll do my perception. Are you just uh, giving me guidance? Because I was going to help you out and give you advantage on the roll. Whatever way is easiest, I'm sure my number's higher. Yeah, go ahead. I'll just give you advantage. Okay. Then I'll guidance myself. Hell yeah. 19 on the dice, plus 3, plus 4. That is a 26. (laughs) It appears as if no trace of Gaspar was left behind here. It seems like all the clues led us here. The keys, the Grimalkin tidbits, and then this hand. Apparently we could have waved it and gotten ourselves into this room. Oh yeah, well, (sighs) we uh, rented out the whole wing, so... Uh, anybody in the battle sander can open a few of these doors. Aha. Then we have much to do. <laughs> I guess in an effort to solve this crime quickly, it's, I'm going to just start waving his hand in front of doors. Can he just run down the hall with his hands outstretched to either yeah. side, just unlocking every door that he runs past? Right, like high-fiving the doors as I go by. <laughs> Someone can play a, a moving musical piece on a piano as he does. <laughs> All right. You start waving your, your hand across the hallway. It opens up. You know, there's a keg room. There's a wine room. There's, a, you know, a pool room, a game room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, they have a keg room and a wine room. <laughs> Fuck yes. And then, finally, you open up a, another shared room between the battle standard. You open up this door and a nice plume of smoke wafts from it a large luxurious cigar room and in the corner appears to be a somewhat inebriated ophidian ash pool he still has the last few breaths of a cigar dying on his fingertips but he himself is already unconscious wish i was gonna fold his arms over and look over no i don't like that guy And then you hear a little whimper from the other corner of the room. Turn and look. Whip my head around. I'm on full defensive alert. Yeah. Um, You can see tied up and put into somewhat of a compromising position. In fact, the only person that will recognize this uh, creature is Halifon. It's Scott from the AAA. And he's... Tied up. He is tied up in a compromising position. Hal will look at him and just kind of shake his head and, and he'll say Rookie. Rookie mistake. He appears to be gagged, but he looks at you with teary eyes pleading for aid. Yeah, well I'll I'll come over and I'll I'll cut him. As free. you start walking towards him, there is a chill in the air and incorporeal walking through the smoke is Gaspar dragging along Ophidian's whip. Gaspar! 
Gaspar, what are you doing here, in a place like this? Coldly, he looks towards you. I'm just doing my job. He raises a hand and attempts to bring down the whip onto Scott. Before he does, can I cast Compel Duel on Gaspar? You most certainly Ah! can. And with that, can you roll initiative? Yeah. (laughs) Let's see here. Is this just a Halifon and Gaspar? Mm -hmm. 14. What rhymes with dicks and is slightly more than five? What I got for initiative. I I also got a six, but I have a plus four because of my intelligence. I don't. (laughs) Which means I rolled a two. God damn, man. So, Hal has a 14, and I have a question. As a member of the Fallow Crown, can I use my playbook to assign an initiative score to Gaspar? Um, I would say yes. In that case, Gaspar rolled a 5 on his initiative roll. Okay. Plus his bonus, whatever that is. All right, now does that swap ours, or you just get to assign one of them? Hal rolls, if I remember correctly, and I think Law could correct me because he's the one who gave me the item. I roll with advantage and I can pick one to give to an ally replacing their roll with mm-hmm. it, right? Yep. Yeah. So Hal keeps the 13 that he rolled and then assigns the five that he rolled to Gaspar. Yeah, okay. Plus Gaspar's bonus should ideally still keep him below 14 where I'm acting. That is correct. Um, so it's going to be Hal, Penn, Gaspar, Ayawas, and Wusha. Hell yeah. Cool. So compelled duel. Yep. Do I make a saving throw there? Yeah, I think it's probably a wisdom save. Yeah, wisdom saving throw. Ooh, that is going to be oh a minus one. Perfect. A zero. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> All right. In that case, until the until my concentration breaks, you are drawn to me, compelled by my divine demand. For the duration, you have disadvantage on any attack roll against someone other than me and cannot move more than 30 feet away from me without making another wisdom save. Okay. Would you like to do anything else other than that? I'll say, actually, you did that right as, as your like, little surprise round. So go ahead and take your turn, mm-hmm. too. Well, on my turn, with an action, would I be able to cut the rope that's got Scott compromised, or is he like hogtied and it would take some doing? You should be able to. He is quite a bit of a rookie. It did not take much. Okay. All right. Well, in that case, I would like to expend an attack to just release Scott. Okay. Uh, As you do so, Gaspar will say, I had hoped that you would find out sooner. Things are already in motion. I will walk through whatever and whomever to kill him. And he looks like he will fight through you to get to Scott whose initiative for Scott is joining people with six. (laughs) Nice. Anything else, Al? Nope, I'll just take a uh, defensive stance, try and sort of interpose myself between Scott and Gaspar, and that'll end my turn. Pen. Is anyone else in the room entering this combat besides the Fallow Crown, Gaspar, and kind of Scott? Dr. Caustic is out in the hallway, He'll join uh, next round. Okay. How's Scott doing? How, what's his reaction? Uh, terrified. Like, he was kind of cut free, but not completely. So now he's squirming away. 
Okay, Pentecost moves beside Scott, takes a little bit of the frayed rope, quickly twists it into some kind of a bracelet or a charm, tying it around his wrist, and using that to cast upon him freedom of movement. Ooh. Mm. Okay. That's good. Go on. Um, rookie, was it? Uh, you should go home. Sounds like he got off scot-free. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Every frayed rope finds its way peacefully leaving Scott. And with that, you can see he takes a few steps towards the door, makes a saving throw, and then puts his hands up in a very standard boxing stance and goes, Uh, my name's not Rookie, it's Scott. And I'm a hero. And holds his ground. Scott, no. (laughs) Hal will kind of notice that and then just say, whoosh. Oi. Kick him overboard. Oh, you got it. So that brings it to Gaspar, who is going to, with Ophidian's whip, move through who he has to. So he still remains within 30 feet because Scott has not run far enough away. He'll make an attack at disadvantage because of your compelled duel. Does he attempt to leave my threatened area? I don't believe he has to yet, because it's a whip. Okay. And he'll take the four on the die. So it's going to be something like... uh, So 12 to hit Scott. So he's going to lacerate Scott's chest with the spiked whip of Ophidian. But there is no sneak attack there. No, because you have disadvantage. Yes. So, Scott screams in pain as the whip opens his flesh. There's a bit of poison tipping this weapon. The edges of the wound already curling in and blackening. And Scott crumples to the floor. Uh, Still alive, but in incapacitating pain. As a reaction to Gaspar attacking another creature... Other than me, I take an opportunity attack against yes. Gaspar from my polearm. Is it polearm? No, sentinel. From my sentinel feet. Ooh. I don't think that'll hit Gaspar. 15? 15 does not hit. Yeah, I didn't think so. All right, well, Hal attempts to strike Gaspar for hitting Scott and misses. Incorporeal and deft as usual, but now being mostly incorporeal, your strike grazes him but leaves no mark simply blurring his image just a little more Ayavos? Ayavos wants to ascertain the properties of this incorporeal Gaspar okay okay could we not contact him is this a power we've seen Gaspar use before it is not a power that you have seen before but with your insight it looks like this is not all Gaspar okay we must stop him in his tracks at any cost before anyone else gets hurt. And uh, moving forward with a surprising amount of deafness for an old guy, Ayavos comes towards Gaspar with two open hands, almost like a gesture of calm down. But then he rotates the palms of his hands inward and they flash with white light as he casts Hold Person on Gaspar. Ooh. So you are paralyzed. And at the end of your turns, you can attempt to roll again. 
Yes. In somewhat of an aggressive stance, as Gaspar's form reaches a stasis, there's just a quiet muttering. Thank you. Woosha, it's your turn. Woosha! Take him down, Woosh. <sighs> Woosha is going to come charging in and get ready to kick overboard. But instead of going towards Scott, like he initially thought they were talking about, he's going to start kicking out toward Gaspar. This is for your own good! Does an 18 hit ya? Uh, an 18 does hit. Fantastic. And that'll be uh, this plus this plus this plus this because you're paralyzed, yeah? Yep, that's a critical hit. So that's a critical hit, baby boy. Herc with the first foot jam. We're looking at 25 damage from that one. 25 damage. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's a big kick. That is a big kick. And I'm going in for another big kick. Herc. Uh, that's even higher on that one. That's a 22. I should probably stop saying Herc when I roll my die, huh? We are looking at 8 plus 7 is 15 plus 5 is 20 plus 4 is 24 damage. Okay. Yeah, as you stomp your kickaxe forward, there is less resistance than you'd like. But then soon after, like slightly delayed, Gaspar's form gets sent back and hits the wall. You're able to follow up with another stomp. And while you're used to hearing the sound of a femur break upon your weight and force, you see that your kickaxe while it goes through Gaspar's leg, it just quietly separates and dissipates into nothing. His leg. I did it for your own good, I swear. Gaspar is still paralyzed and vulnerable. Scott is dying. That is one failed saving throw for Scott. Uh, as you can see Scott. him seizing up his back, arching. Oh. And fortunately for Scott, there is a doctor in the hallway. True. <laughs> is there a doctor in the hallway? But he's, he's not doctor healing. <laughs> no. Hal. Woosh has kicked Gaspar over to the thing. So Hal is going to turn around and sort of grab Scott by the scruff of the neck, haul him to his feet and use 10 points of lay on hands five of which is to restore five hit points to him, and the other five of which is to neutralize one poison currently affecting him. Nice. A hefty cough, followed by a... <laughs> that hurts so much! Yeah. You should have run. That was stupid. Now run, and I just kind of throw him down the hallway. Uh, Scott begins running. Good. Hal interposes himself in the doorway so that if Gaspar attempts to exit the room via the door, he will have to go through Hal. All right. That ends my turn. Pen? Pin, I've felt your smite before. Go finish off our fine, foggy friend. You want me to finish off Gaspar? Eh, it won't be the first time. 
But... I'm going to trust you, Hal. And I am going to attack Gaspar. Can you non-lethal a smite? Yes. As long as it's melee. Yep. I assume with Iavos there, worst case scenario, we can, like, spare the dying and recover him later. Keep in mind, this is a crit. Yeah. So Gaspar looks up at you, still affected by the magic of Iavos, missing a full leg. Uh, I'm going to smite him. Do do I need to roll to hit? You have advantage on the roll. If you hit, it's an automatic critical. Rolling with advantage. Dirty 20. That's going to hit. Ooh. Okay. You clean up that dirty 20. I'm ready to heal. I hope so. 29 points. Damn. Green fire bursts from Zillos as Pentecost bears down on Gaspar, dealing him 29 points of damage with an Eldritch Smite. Does he yet stand? Gaspar does not. I, I assume I heard a little hints of non-lethal on this. Yes. Pen definitely kind of pulls back at the last second when she sees Gaspar go down. So with Zelos traveling through Gaspar's form, the eldritch energy burning off the fog that makes up his body, there is a moment you can see that if you continued your stroke, you could cut not only his body, but also his soul. And in that moment, you stop? Yes, I stop. Once again, with a slight delay, Gaspar's body reacts to the force, being launched in the opposite direction. This time, he falls to the floor unconscious. And you can watch as, bit by bit, more and more the mist and fog dissipate away. Slowly, his appendages fade into near-invisible shade. The rest of him is fading away as well. That was a specter. Not true Gaspar at all. Are you... Are you sure? Is is Gaspar going to be all right? I'm not sure what I saw. Is this... Is this what the end of all the clues were supposed to be? Halifon, who was that young man? Oh, that was, uh, that was Scott. He's, uh, he's with the Adventuring Academy. He's, he's the director's, uh, uh, I don't know, intern, gopher. He's kind of a gopher, actually. He's basically a nobody. Why would Gaspar, I'm like rubbing my head with frustration and confusion. Why would Gaspar have a hit on such a low-ranking no one? I don't know, but there's not really any reason to keep him alive, so maybe that. I'm just going to sit down next to Ophidian's unconscious body. Almost reflexively, you can see Ophidian's hand, like, reach out to pass you the cigar. And uh, comes into a bit more consciousness. What are you doing in my room? Stopping an assassination. Whose assassination? I'm... Not sure. Huh. I thought yours at first. I'm not that easy to kill. You would have been just now. But I'm not. Looking at the fallow crown, what do we make of this? Yeah. 
as usual with Gaspar, I think we've been left with more questions than answers. And as the fallow crown ponders upon the chaos left behind, just outside the window, perched on a branch hidden in the shadows, Gaspar is scrolling on a notebook. Interesting. Very interesting. (sighs) Sorry for the cloak and dagger, Dirk. I really thought that would work. You can clean my mirror any day. What now, though? Now you two get gutted and we have an intestine measuring contest while you watch and slowly bleed out. That is, until I get the healing wand. A gut contest? I didn't study. This charade ends here. You must be joking. Is he? I don't get it. The morning twilight can and will the most in yourself to be of a catered blood dream. Really? Slam poetry? That's the ace up your sleeve? Well, if it's a rap battle you want, I'm ready. Well, my name is Derek and I'm here to say... Wait, God, I messed it up already. Can I start over? Dirk, just say whatever comes to your mind. No filter. I mean it. No filter? Anything? Even like medicated cherry-flavored bandages you put on babies so you can lick them better? Or horseback riding on a surfboard between two horses and my arms are full of rescue kittens? What the hells are you up to? Ow! Now you stop that! It's over, Peter. We know who you are. We do? I know who you are. I wasn't sure at first, but who else would know not only the route that I take home, but the fact that Dirk follows me every night. Detective Moist William, wet willy to his friends. Ow! And who else would be mad at me and Dirk for being the head anchors of EXPN? Who has the revenue to put this silly game together? And more importantly, who's made of metal from head to foot? I used to have this growth on my foot that every time I poked it with a needle, it was absolute agony. Turns out it was one of my toes. Hey, there's no filter things. Great. Should I see a doctor? Stop talking, you idiot. That's right. When I tried to thigh choke you, I felt what you really are. Peter. P-T-R. Or should I say, Page Theta Row. I met him once. I think it was at a key party or sex buffet. He's exposing now, but he is in can't most of the present for homebroken valleys of fear. Stop this nonsense right now. I can't take any more of this gibberish. What's gotten into Peter? You think you know a guy? He's a creation of order, Dirk. He can't handle illogical strings of words. It's more than he can focus on. Brilliant! Gummy combs, radiation ballet, top shelf peppermint butt trophy. No! Now cut us down, you big metal crybaby. And you better pick up the check. Worst day of my life. Oh no. If I go down, I'm taking you with me. I've had this contingency installed since before this world was even dreamed of. Say goodnight, gentlemen. I'm going to collapse a small star right on our heads. <laughs> it's been fun, Zenith. Wait. What the? Uh-oh. Couple centuries old, eh? Should have got the warranty. Well, fuck my ass. But hey, you can't miss the ball if you don't at least swing at it. What do you say I cut you down and we all forget this ever happened and I see you next week on set? Whatever you say, Paige, you really taught us a lesson. Yes, sir, a lesson. And then we call the satellite fuzz? Oh, yeah. I knew our love would prevail. Dirk, turn your filter back on now. Whatever you say, pal. Wink. 
Huh? Right on. He casually oh, yeah. picks up a hand crossbow and shoots Scott right as he exits. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Very Who the fuck is Scott? This this was the Fallow Crown's first audience with Scott. Yep. Our, it's our true. It's true. Scott. New MVP. All right. Outro folk. I'm going to do a quick jet because my, my kiddos are having a meltdown upstairs. So. That's fair. Who are I'm you? I'm Michael Loving, and I'm also a dad. Uh, arrivederci, everyone. Bye, Michael. Bye. Party on, my dude. Bye. Pros and cons to recording from home. My name is Max Hobbs. I play Wusha Brian Child, the Wandering Tide, uh, and I am not a dad yet, but soon. And I am not good at puzzles. <laughs> I am Dana Ebert. I play Pentecost, the Fawn Warlock. You know all the things. Uh, I hope you enjoyed these fun episodes. Uh, I enjoyed playing in them. And I will pass it off to the next person. Uh, my name's Law. I played Iavos Isadora, who is also not great at puzzles, but does their best to move things forward. I'm also the creative director of Slapdash. And yeah, as Dana mentioned, this is uh, our improvised Betweenoverse three-part episode chapter run by last-minute DMs with zero notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm Angelo Kalug. I was the... Dungeon master today who had to try and, I don't know, ask himself to write a how to stop a murder mystery thriller. A reverse murder mystery. Right. Look, you had minutes upon minutes of time. Yeah, it's like, why am I doing this? (laughs) But yeah, that's how it went. Fuck yeah. We all got Gaspard. We got some highlights? Because I know. Uh, Of course, the return of the Grimalkin is always. That's 100% it. The return of the Grimalkin and tanking their fury so fucking Iavos can fix a lantern. Yeah, that was unexpected and fun. <laughs> oh, that was good. I really liked that. It was so much fun. I liked Wusha and Penn's climbing race, too. Mm-hmm. I'm always uh, a fan I mean, of the, the little friendly competitions. Hal waking up unaffazed by a mouthful of hair is always good. <laughs> Angelo, you got a favorite moment? Well, yeah, I mean, got got a little Grimalkin right there. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah. The birth of Hankles. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I, I did like a bit of uh, some of the reactions that were bleeding through while people got to wake up. But yeah, no, I'm just a. Uh, Happy y'all picked up clues and just went with it. Absolutely. Sticking together is what good waffles do. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you for joining us. Again, this was a fun little improvised three-part between-a-verse. And uh, happy Halloween, which I believe is now a week or two past, but that's okay. Because the spirit <laughs> lives on in all of our hearts. And until next time, we wish you luck. <laughs>